Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert, floating around as the producer of Draft Dudes. And folks, we're brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again. It's March Madness. College basketball is taking center stage. And if you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all the updated odds and info, along with great contests that you got to check out. Head to their website. You can use your mobile device or your desktop. Sign up today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you. First uh, Friday of the league calendar year. And. Um... There's a whole lot of wee-woos yet to happen. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that like I kind of catch myself. I'm getting set up for the pod right now. And I'm like, wait, I need to I do need to have Twitter open on like a margin of my second screen over here, just in case any massive wee-woos come in while we are recording, because there there's like there's a lot of dominoes we are waiting for to fall despite what's been a busy week. Yeah, it's still a ton left. I mean, we talked about this on the phone earlier today. There's some dominoes. There's plenty of offensive linemen out there. We've got some corners. I mean, a lot still to go here when it comes to this free agency period. We're three days into it. It's pretty slow, too. Yeah, it got weird, though, with, uh, you know, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, Michael Gallup, those guys. They they didn't count. They didn't count because they were were before things opened up. Correct, but then you had like Chris, Christian Kirk came in with for like way too much money. I think teams got a little uneasy. If you're Juju right, Smith Schuster, so. you're like, yeah, I'll take the twenty million per two, you know, while everyone's then handing it out. A, signed a deal with anybody but Pittsburgh last year. Then <laughs> I, I need to tell the Jaguars I caught one pass for three yards in, in eighth grade football and, and see if I can get a few Stop. milli for that. <laughs> Chris, get in here, man. It's time for takes on takes on a Friday. One thing I'm not going to do, it. it's Badger Duval. No, thank you. I was just letting you guys be you. Uh, does my mic sound better today? We had a bit, a bit some technical difficulties on the show yesterday. Listen, soft is, is much better in comparison to what we were dealing with yesterday. So I can I can boost it a little bit, but I just wanted to ask. You sound quaint. Okay, I boosted it a quaint. little bit. I probably sound a little bit better now. Takes on takes, gentlemen. Episode 147. Uh, everybody knows how this works. Hey, Chris Schreiber here. Takes on takes. Please don't tell me that's what I sound like, because I'll restart the whole show if that's the case. But that is what I sounded like on yesterday's show, and it was not. You're fine. Okay, thank you. Uh, For those of you new to Takes on Takes, you provide the content. You provide the takes. The dudes react uh, to your takes. Sometimes I'll throw some spice in there as well based on the takes. We've got a lot today. Uh, So much so that Kyle this morning made sure to point out. He raised his hand and said, Chris, make sure this take gets in there. It's rare. Kyle kind of lets me handle the takes, but he went ahead and did that. Uh, so we've got a lot, and I'm going to try to tailor these to recent events that we have not gotten a chance to discuss here on the show. And let's start with the craziness in the AFC West. So I'm going to combine a bunch of takes here and then let you guys roll with this. This first one from Bo, 
hot take, the AFC West division winner will only have 10 wins and it won't be the Chiefs. And I will tell you, Bo, this is why you don't send takes in early. Don't send me takes on Wednesday because when you send me takes on Wednesday, they get old takes exposed very quickly, but you still make the show. So that's going to be my warning to you. Don't send takes early if you, if you at the risk of, of, of you know making a bad take. Uh, so that take from Bo, and then there's another. Sam has a take about the AFC West. The top four wide receivers by yards in the AFC West this year will have more receiving yards combined than the top seven wide receivers in the AFC South. Uh, I have a, the, uh, a football data by Jake. The Chiefs realistically could finish fourth in the AFC West and miss the playoffs. Let's see. Do I have any other AFC West takes? Yes, the Raiders. This one from Nick. The Raiders go 5-12 and 12 and miss the playoffs. They draft SoCal native CJ Stroud with their pick. And then I have another one from insert gimmick name here. As of right now, the AFC West is the toughest division in the history of the NFL. That's it. Those are all the takes from the AFC West. I'll read any oh, one of them again for you, but there you go. Oh, is that it? I like okay. that one take about the top four receivers in the AFC West having more than the top seven in the AFC South. I like that one a lot. That's a good take. It embodies so the spirit of what we are in the, here. In the, in the West. Tyreek, Devontae. Yeah. De- Devontae freaking Adams is in that division. So yeah. Sam broke this down, what he reasoned the take to be. So I will share that. Sam Teets, my assistant oh, GM. It's, it's the assistant GM of, of, of Joe oh, Marino. Good. Yes, this is his Old take. Sam. So he said that this is basically Devontae Adams, Cortland Sutton, Tyree Kill, and Keenan Allen slash Mike Williams, whichever Chargers receiver you want to pick, versus uh, A.J. Brown, Brandon Cooks, Michael Pittman Jr., Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Nico Collins, uh, Nick Westbrook, uh, Akina, and Zay Jones. And then he, did, he didn't put her parentheses. The draft will probably change this whole thing, but those are the names he's working with right now. Give me those four at the top, please. Tennessee's going to get a receiver pretty early. You know what? Just for the sake of being different, I'm out. You got, twi- you, you got twice the players effectively. And one of them is AJ Brown. And Cortland. Yeah, but with the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks though, man. If Matt Ryan goes or something like that to the Colts, that could change things because I could see Pittman having a big year. Lock it in. I'm go. I'm. I'm you want to do this? South. Is this going to be the first dude's wow. bet of the cycle? Not, I'm not doing. I'm not doing a built bar bet on this. No, you can Coward. go kick rocks. Coward. But I will, for the sake of entertainment purposes here. Uh, respectfully disagree and say I got twice as many players, which mm. means your four have to effectively double everybody that we just mentioned. And it doesn't have to be the names he mentioned, right? It's just the top right. seven productive receivers versus the top four productive receivers. Sure, but it, it, it's all you know—it's all hypothetical because you're not actually taking the bet, so we're not actually going to track this. Surely don't, the Raiders aren't going to finish don't five and twelve, right? We could throw that one yes, aside. I, yeah, that take I just threw in there because it was an AFC West take, but I yes yeah. agreed. Just wait until the other one, Stephon Gilmore, too, right? Like, all right, jeez. Apologies, I forgot a take here in scrolling through my notes. This, uh, this take, uh, another take that we have in here: the Chiefs realistically could finish fourth in the AFC West and miss the playoffs. Did I say this one out loud? Yes, you, you did. did. Okay, you did. I just, now who's I didn't the mark, Chris? I didn't mark it down on my list here, and I want to make sure we get to all the AFC West related takes. Um, okay. So so wait now that there I are the, there's seven there's seven playoff teams per conference they could all go right like there's there's it's possible could. so I did this math yesterday right let's say they all played each other and they split every game 
Okay. So everybody's three and three. They play, what is it, 11 other games outside the division? Yep. So they could all realistically go 14 and three. It's possible. That is theoretically the best they could all go together. It's just math, Kyle. I'm not saying they're going to do this. This is not a take. I'm just saying mathematically, that's the best they all could go if they split with everybody. That's not the best place to start. (laughs) Can I pin this back on you, Chris? Sure, please. Let me pin this back on Chris. Because you just you outlined a scenario that doesn't sound... It, it is crazy, right? That won't happen. It is, won't but go, it is possible. Right. Okay, it is possible. Would you take this bet right now? I don't know why I'm feeling this way today. But do you take this bet right now that all four teams in the AFC West have 10 or more wins? No, I would Every not single team is a double-digit win team. No, I would not take that bet. I'm still not... I, this is, this is going to be a take. Spice, I'm not sold on this Raiders team still. And you're yeah, one of Derek Carr's biggest fans. You're looking at one of Derek Carr's biggest fans. That is correct. Still not sold on him. Josh McDaniels running the offense. Is it the defense? I mean, I would it's, understand it's, that. It's like, the defense. It's, oh, you know, you got to face all the those other teams two times a year. Well, and they have the worst quarterback, which is unfair again, to Derek Carr. High, yes. high bar. Right. Yeah. yeah but don't, don't put my name on that quote. Oh, I'm not saying that I. It's just unfair to Derek Carr to be like, oh yeah, the Raiders have the worst quarterback in the division. But they do. But they he's do. Derek Carr is Some, a top twelve quarterback in the NFL. I would say he's a top eight quarterback. I know, eight but he's the fourth but, best quarterback in the AFC West. Okay, well, it depends on who shows up on any given week because Justin Herbert's low points are worse than Derek Carr, right? And Fair. Russell Wilson, for a stretch of about six, seven weeks last year, was definitely worse than Derek Carr last year. So. I think it could change at any given. It's, it's a fluid point situation. In the stretch of the season. Yeah, I think it's fair. I think that's yes. that's a fair reason take. But to Joe's bet, to Joe's bet right now that you want. No, I will not say that all four teams finish with double digit wins. Man, I will not. Hoping say I that. could suck you in. Me neither. Maybe Jamie Eisner. Um, you know okay. what? I wouldn't make the. I wouldn't make built bar boxes right. with Jamie yeah, no. because he keeps freaking winning them. I have and to, He's yeah, not I'm even on the show. I'm sending him two boxes later this week because apparently no safeties want to sign for any any contracts. I can't even bye get tied. I can't even get tied to sign a contract to give me like just a sweat of like guy signing an extension because the bet goes until August. I could get some extensions, but I can't even get tied to just sign a contract to give me a sweat. I'm just sitting out here in purgatory. Um, okay, this is another. Uh, yeah, Marcus re- Williams coming at fourteen per really it didn't help. Me. Didn't help me out. Didn't help me out one bit. Uh, this take from Chris, and I think this is a good one to talk about some more current events. Take by the start of the okay. year, Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. This is the first chance that we've had on this show to talk about the Baker news from yesterday. I think Baker would sign up for that right now. And you know what? I bet he'd be pretty freaking good there too. Yeah. I do yeah, think it's I, it's so popular to dunk on on Baker and tease Baker and oh we were right all like cowherd Cleveland owes me an apology drinking mm-hmm. his weirdo IPA or whatever it was but like Baker played hurt with like three injuries last year and it became very apparent they were more than willing just to just continue to trot him out there and be the red herring for all the shortcomings on the team so. I'd probably feel some kind of way, too, if I were Baker Mayfield. You guys let me play all year long, put my body on the line. as a fourth-year quarterback in the NFL. You don't, you definitely don't have my back, and you just let me run out there and get the tar beat out of me, and now you're going to throw me under the bus? 
I kind of get it. And I think it's bigger than just the injuries for Baker because the entire offense had injuries, the ingredients, the entire design and and concept of their offense. It wasn't available to them, whether it was receivers, O-line, or running backs. And we always talk about how the the structure and and the context of, of where the quarterback is playing is such a relevant part in them being able to perform. And Baker didn't have any of those ingredients, let alone his own health, but we want to sit here and bury this guy like he's not a, a reasonable starting quarterback in the NFL. He, does he miss reads? Yes. Does he see the full entirety of the field well? No. But you can't tell me he's this bad as he's being painted to be right now. Right. Can Can I jump in here? Because this is a thought that I was sharing with some friends yesterday. I think it's very fair to criticize yeah. Baker Mayfield's play on the field in his early tenure of Cleveland. But I also think it's extremely fair to side with Baker with, with the way he feels right now. And I will use the analogy that I used with some, a couple of buddies yesterday. Imagine you work, because people view sports through this weird prism and they cannot relate it to the real world. Imagine you work at a job. Your boss openly and publicly interviews somebody interviews somebody to take your job and you know about it and then they the the person that they interview they offer the job to and that person says nah i'm good i'm past i'm gonna go someplace else they turn around and go back to you said no we we weren't looking to no we were you're our guy we want to move forward with you you're our you you we need you to lead this team to lead this project to lead this company in the direction we want to go no i watched you publicly interview somebody else if anybody listening to this podcast had that happen to them in the real world, in their in their job, in their life, they would be just as angry as Baker Mayfield. But because it's sports, you're not allowed to apparently be upset with your situation because you make millions of dollars. That's that's what this comes down to. Just compare the situations. If that happened to you in the real in the real world at your job, you would be just as angry as Baker Mayfield. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Thank you. Well said. Um, okay, we have uh, some more, a lot of wide receiver takes here. And so I'm going to combine two uh, here. Eric um, Hutchins says, Jahan Dotson has a better rookie year than Chris Olave. And then Tell sends me a take that says, Chris Olave is wide receiver one and will lead all rookie wide receivers in 2022. I cannot responsibly answer this until I know who they're playing for. No That's a lame response to the lame response to the take. I could see pathways for all of these things happening. If Olave goes to Green Bay, you know, obviously they they have two first round mm-hmm. picks now, and they they you know Aaron Rodgers' ability to push the ball down the field, uh, very involved in the screen game, but somebody who can lift it and attack vertically, uh, I like that a lot better than Chris Olave going to the Dolphins this year. We're another team that needs a wide receiver in the same range of the draft. I mean, they're separated by one pick. So, but if Jahan Dotson goes to the Dolphins, I could see him outperforming Chris Olave at other stops along the way if he goes to Detroit. So, I can't give you a firm answer there until May. So, ask me again in May. I will do that. Feel the same way. I have a bit of a wee-woo yeah. for you guys. A bit of a wee-woo here on the Takes on Takes edition of the show. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi, who was supposed to sign with the Chicago Bears will not be doing so, failed his physical. So he will not, oh. failed his physical uh, coming off of a foot surgery, so he will not be joining the Chicago Bears. Hey, real real quick intervention. Uh, we do want to send our absolute best wishes to David Ajabo, who was injured at the Michigan Pro Day this morning. Uh, and Joe, I wanted to ask you, as it pertains to Larry Ogunjobi, obviously, University of Charlotte, right? You had a chance to interview him at Senior Bowl. Where does he rank in your lexicon of favorite interviews? 
Oh, hey, he's high. Yeah, he was awesome. He was um we connected over being from the Charlotte area, so that was that's always when you have that with a player it always helps. Um but yeah, he was definitely a high energy guy, super professional. Um and you know because of that, like I've I've stayed dialed into his career and keep up with his social media and we interact sometimes and he's a player that I'm definitely rooting for. So I was not happy to see that fell through, but hopefully he'll find a, another spot and get that type of payday and and show that he's healthy and make a big impact like he did. Uh, this past year for the Bengals. I'm going to read the next take verbatim. This is the way it was sent to me from Garrett. Quote, what did you do, Garrett? After re-signing two backup quarterbacks, Detroit is not drafting Willis at two. End quote. So they signed whomst, Tim Boyle and Tim Boyle. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you what's not going to stop you from drafting a quarterback if you like a guy, Tim Boyle and David Blau. I would imagine was, those contracts are very easy to depart from if needed. It was the first part for of the team that's for in me. a rebuild. After re-signing two backup quarterbacks, just stop the take there. They are backups for a reason. They're QB threes. Let's be honest. Those are QB three caliber quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm out. Okay, I'm all the way to, out. I just thought I'd bring that Joe, one to the table. Joe's mighty quiet the last couple takes. He's just sitting here letting me take take the microphone. I want to share the mic with my colleague, Joe Marino. I thought, thought you're nailing the responses here. I, I, you, know, you know me, I don't offer – I don't usually offer anything that uh, doesn't change the conversation. I, I agree with response. you. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I was looking for. I have a take about our uh, contextualizing series, which appreciate all the uh, the support on on the the new series that we've started this year, uh, contextualizing draft classes and looking at them from a year ago. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, this from Phil: Linebacker is the only position group you guys will have a higher graded defensive player in 2021 than the 2022 group for contextualized classes. Defensive player, highest graded defensive player. corner we'll, we'll find out <laughs> i don't know um safety i mean i have a real high might, high grade on aiden i might have more defensive players as edge one from this year's class than last year's class I right we got jalen phillips groups. right yeah i yeah, might i phillips might have was like one Edge one last year might be like my edge five this year. Yeah, I'm all the way out on this take. All the way out. Yeah. Yeah. He he zigged and I think we zagged. So Yeah. It'll be yeah. fun to get around to that and see how it actually dials up. I might have a new tight end one though. We haven't oh. done tight ends yet. We've been talking about this in the back channels of the tight end rankings. He's got uh quite the flow. Okay, I know exactly who that is. Out, so out in Los Angeles, yeah. Uh, JJ Bryce, this take, this won't be spicy for Joe, but I think Jordan Davis is a first round bust by the end of year two in the league. I think year two is too early to call it, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's, that's real early to start writing off people's careers. There's certainly a path to hit. I don't want to, well, I say there's a, there's a path. I don't want to be redundant with the conversation, so I'm going to let you just take it. 
there's definitely a path for Jordan Davis to not really come into his own as a player, given his longstanding issues with weight management and conditioning and inability to affect the quarterback. But I mean, players get chance after chance after chance. I mean, look at guys like Artie Burns and Eli Apple. I mean, these guys are continuing to get opportunities to play in the NFL. You're a big body guy like Jordan Davis. I mean, unless you just eat eat your way out of the league, in which I'm not hoping that happens, but like I'm not sure what that path is for Jordan Davis to be like the book written after two seasons. That'd yeah. be real disappointing. He seems really motivated right now. This take from Brian. I would rather pick George Pickens in the second than any wide receiver in the top 10, especially Drake London. If I'm a team like the Jets with two chances to just hashtag draft good players, this is a no-brainer to me as much as it would pain me as a Pats fan. He said what? Hashtag what? Hashtag draft good players. I don't have my hat nearby. but uh, hey, I'd have to go into another room. You have yours handy, but... Yeah, Please continue. Draft that's it. That's, that's your response to the take. He'd take he rather pick George Pickens in the second round than any wide receiver in the top 10. That's the take. Yeah, yes. I can get I behind really, that for sure. And, well, hold on. If you're going to just hashtag draft good players, then you might want to consider drafting James Williams. Williams in the top 10. Okay, that would be the one. Where is Jameson Williams in your respective rankings, Joe? I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to he limit says, my. I don't tabs. have them up. Right. I, I, I appreciate you, you limiting I, the tabs. I appreciate that. I've got the tabs up, so I can tell you. Okay. For me, where is he on my board? Okay. For Joe Marino, he's twelfth. Close enough. Which is a little. Pull the trigger. Which is a little low. He's a, probably tied with low. some players that could. Right? Is he tied? Where I have the. No, he he's ability? the top eighty-seven. You've you've got two eighty-seven and a halfs in front of him in Walker and Johnson. Oh, okay. So he's capped at. I'd like 12. to know why you hate Germ- uh, why you hate Jamison Williams. <laughs> right. Why are yeah. you so low on Jamison Williams? The, if the Jets could have so two low. of those three players that you just mentioned with four and ten, I'd be very happy. Yeah, I bet you would, Chris. Bet you would. All right. We, we're, we're, it's almost closing time here on the show, so I want to get that this time. I want to get this Vontel take in because it was asked for. Two hot takes: Boye Mafe will get drafted above Karloftis. Karloftis will suffer the same fate as AJ Epinesa did and fall to the second round. I think that's very reasonable. I'm going to have Mafe higher than Karloftis on my board. I think he is. You are. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the thing already for me. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have Mafe a half a point higher than Karloftis. Yeah. Yeah. And you, because I remember when I was stacking it, when I was running the grades, I was like, I'd rather have Mafe. He's a better athlete with more length. Okay. And for me, I have Mafe 42 and I have Karloftis. 24. So I do have Carl Loftus higher, uh, but that's a fun, maybe a conversation from the, I think there's some uh, ceiling and projection that, that I think that's probably fair to say, Joe, that, that results in where you are at with those two players mm-hmm. versus for me, it's the respective floors of each player and my comfort level with each one. I think that's how you explain that discrepancy, but 
I, I told Vontel, you know, spicy Vontel is back. And he says, I, I never left. And I said, are you sure? Listen, you know, Vontel, Vontel, but you know what you've done here now? You've opened, you've opened Pandora's box. This is the takes are going to get spicy. Who, who was that dude? It's a baseball analogy to end the show. So you guys will appreciate this. Okay. Remember Evan Gaddis? Wow. Former mm-hmm. Braves catcher legend, Evan Gaddis. Remember Dan Ugla? Former Marlin and yeah, Braves second field. base legend. Who cannot field, correct, Joe? They, I'm not worried about the fielding. I'm saying these guys either hit a home run wow. or they struck out. No, don't do that. Don't say oh. about this about Vontel. I would have picked is... Jeremy Burnitz per- personally for this. Okay. Swing for the great. fences every that's, time. That's another a great a, example. An older one, yeah. Jim Tomei. But that for me, Von, Vontel's hot takes are like Jeremy Burnitz, Dan Ugla, or Evan Gaddis. They are either <laughs> to the moon hot or it's strike three, bat on your shoulder. Go sit down. So, Vontel, I'm Never glad strike you out looking. Yeah, take the bat off your shoulder at least. But And he, to be fair, he does swing. But we're glad you got your moonshot today, Vontel, because this was a good take. I liked it. I don't even want to. I don't even want to oh. give another take after that. I don't. I, I think we just. We no, have to you write can't. Off. We got to go anyway. Yeah. So, uh, we hope you enjoyed Vontel's hot take as well, and you enjoyed takes on takes. Uh, that is another week in the books for the draft, dudes. Christopher, I'm going to ask you to come back real quick. Hello. The people can expect yes. dudes discussions with. Jesse Lucetta and Tariq Woolen over the next couple of days, correct? Uh, I will give them more than that. They are going to get Jesse Lucetta today in their podcast feed, along with Takes on Takes. Over the weekend, a bonus show, storylines about the NFL draft. And then on Monday, in addition to the regularly scheduled Mock Draft Monday, Tariq Woolen interview. How about that for some content? Mm. So make sure you hit subscribe. Plan accordingly. You can bet we're going to bring the heat, just like our friends over at Ben Online. Thanks for their support here on the show. Kyle Krabs, Jarman, and Chris Schubert. Make it a good one. Talk with you guys on Monday. Actually, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.